Shumrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shall Look, Shall Listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Shall Look, Shall Listen. 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 Oh, very good, Benjamin. Unlike what's going on in Marvel lately, according to the latest Variety article. But not only that, we've also seen the South Park Panderverse and there are trailers for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Marvel Studios Echo for some reason, and The Fall Guy. Sure, listen, Michael. And I've seen if- The Fall of the House of Usher. <laughs> Speaking He's of Fall Guys, <laughs> you've seen The Fall of the House of Usher. Sure, listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough, and it is actually, we've got trailers back, Michael. We've gone from three weeks of feck all trailers to three reasonable trailers in a week. Get out of here. Real exciting stuff. Real exciting stuff. Astro Boy is something that has seized my imagination, Michael, because I watched Pluto, the anime adaptation of the Naoki Kurosawa 2002 rejuvenation of the classic shonen manga. And I went, I wonder what's going on with Astro Boy. Is he just Japan's Mickey Mouse or is he something more? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Benjamin, speaking of the House of Mouse. Yes. The latest article from US Source, the Variety magazine. Yes. I'm going to summarise it for you, Benjamin. Okay, I have it. I have it here. But yeah. Okay, but I'll summarise it for you very briefly. Marvel's fucked. <laughs> yeah. So they've they've published a, a new article this week, Michael, and it, it's quite it's it's got lovely little illustrations of a bunch of Marvel heroes looking very confused. More 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 appropriately, Michael, the newest bout of heroes looking a bit oh, confused. All of the diverse women. All of the diverse women. Now, I'm not sure, Michael, what's yes. going on here. But Variety is essentially trying to show the fall of a pop culture dynasty. And it's it's doing its due diligence as journalists, Michael. And it's trying to come up with legitimate reasons that Marvel might be failing. The major implication of the article, Michael, is that it's Jonathan Majors. Oh, is it Jonathan Majors? I knew it was Jonathan Majors even when it was diverse women. And I, I think, Michael, I, I think that's a bit, I think that's a bit fucking cheeky to be like, oh, it's it's that, um, it's that fella's fault. It's uh, that one fella's fault. Never mind that they made four years of rubbish movies before that fella came along. Yeah, Michael, I think it might just be that it's a bit shit now. Yeah, I think it might just be that it's rubbish, Ben. I think it might just be that it's rubbish and nobody cares. Yeah, so the article points to a few different things, Michael. One of the things that it says is, oh, well, uh, there's the legal problems and then we have reshoots because we're worried about the Marvels. So reshoots apparently is a concern. Oh, yeah. Benjamin, here's the thing, though. What? Have you ever heard of the film The Marvels? Yes. It's out next week, Ben. It's out next week and nobody cares, Michael. Nobody gives a flying F about The Marvels being out next week. And let's be clear, Michael, it's not because we hate women. No, no, no. Although Just nobody cares. Although, although you do, but that's not why you care about this Listen film. Here. Ben, Listen I tell here, a lie. Jim. I tell a lie, Benjamin. Excuse me, I'm very sorry. I tell a lie. It's out this week. It's out this week, Michael. Even worse. Um, even worse. There are a few other concerns, Michael, raised in the thing. One is overproduction and quality concerns. Marvel ambitious strategy to produce a constant stream of interconnected content to Disney Plus may have led to overproduction, resulting in viewer fatigue and quality issues. Or they're just yeah. a bit shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benjamin, I'm giving you the face that they would have gone in, done in the 90s and saying, do you think? Uh, very good, then Michael. I'm a little sassy head movement. Yes, you are neither the the right race nor the right age to do either of those things. But Very that's good, okay. Benjamin. You believe in the concept of a right race, do you? I'd oh, like to yeah. get further into that. <laughs> get fucked. Um, the other thing that they yes. said is causing a quality issue, Michael, is poor Kevin Feige is under pressure. Yeah, probably yeah. is. <laughs> probably because the last few movies he's put out have been shit. Yeah, Michael. rubbish. Rubbish yeah. and boring. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I think the other major thing they point out to is, and you being a, a box office aficionado, Michael, will will have a lot to say on this. But they keep going, oh well, the movies aren't the movies aren't making a billion. To which I have to say, Michael, not a lot of movies make billions. Increasingly, more movies make billions. Ben, the the billion used to be a real elite club. 
come on. But, you know, you're still holding to the same standard when increasingly more and more movies are making a billion dollars. Like, a, a billion dollar movie is, sure, it's a massive thing, but it's not a once in a lifetime thing that it once was. Yeah. Before the era of Avengers, Benjamin, there were two billion dollar movies. That Titanic is. and Avatar. Get out of town. That's it. And then they all started creeping along. I don't think the first Avengers made a billion, did it? It might have. I think it, it, 900 million or something. But then Iron Man made a billion, Iron Man 3 made a billion, and then... Iron Man 3 was shit. Yeah, it was rubbish. No, it wasn't rubbish. Like, it was better than anything they've done in the last four years. Well, that's true. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's increasingly common to make see billion dollar movies. And a large part of that is probably just inflation. Yeah, probably. One of the things I think is most offensive about this article, Michael, is they go on to be like, well, audiences just aren't ready for the diverse new casts that Marvel are putting out. To which I say, no, they are. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of demand for diverse new, audience, er, diverse new characters and casts. But you see, they have to be good for them to yeah, do well. Yeah, they have well. to be good. They can't just be rubbish. That's that's the secret. But the article, I think, really does, Michael, weigh heavily on... It's the, the title of the Marvel... The, the article is Inside Marvel's Jonathan Majors Problem. And it's mm. not Jonathan Majors. Stop that. No. That's like problem number six on the list. Yeah, like it's not him. It would be very convenient for them if it was him. I have to say, Michael, here, here's a little controversial statement for you. Go on. He's still a very likeable actor. He was great yeah, as yeah. Kang Edison. Edison Kang or Tesla Kang. Yeah, yeah, very good. Benjamin. Very a little secret for you, a little inside secret oh, uh, from box office tracking, Ben, to use the industry term. The Marvels is tracking to a less than $50 million opening weekend. How much did it cost them to make, Michael? Uh, considerably more than that. I'd say close to $200 million. But, like, that is the lowest for a Marvel movie in a generation. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I know that Nia DaCosta has come out ahead of the movie, and this is always a good sign for a movie, Michael, and said that it's been a very challenging experience because the producers really don't allow anybody to have their vision. Yeah. Also, Nia DaCosta pissed off and didn't stick around for reshoots. Gone. Ben's gone. He's just gone. Hello, I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there, Michael. Just lost my connection. You buggered off. I just, I just left, Michael. So outraged was I, Michael, by the claims that it was all bloody the producer's fault that I left. I was just like, I'm out. Very good, Benjamin. Like a young Nia DaCosta. Anyway, <laughs> I think of Marvel as the 2020s DC. Well, Michael, I'm going to, I'm going to subvert the old running order here, Michael. Oh. And I'm going to say we got a trailer from Marvel this week that looks like it was straight out of DC. Oh, very good. Are you talking about? Marvel's Echo. Yeah. What was that? Benjamin, here's the thing about Marvel's Echo. Go on. Nobody wanted it. Nobody asked for it. Not a soul. Nobody asked. Nobody asked for it. There's a there's a small but, you know, genuine community of people who are delighted to see disabled actors of color on screen. And good for them. Good for them and good for her. Yes. But that doesn't really play into a mainstream money-making audience unless it's not rubbish. Well, look, come here to me, Michael. Now, I have to say, I have to say, having watched this, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It's a little bit darker, Michael. It's interesting that we've taken... So we've taken Echo, or Maya, from the Hawkeye Christmas series two years ago? Yes. Is it last year or two years ago? Two years ago. No one's ever heard from Jeremy Renner ever again because he got hit by a tractor. He got run over by a snowplow, Ben. It was a snowplow, sorry. I thought it was a tractor. My mistake. Mm. But come here to me. They took a character out of what was essentially a far too jovial series. I didn't think it was jovial enough, but go on. Go on. And they've, they've, they've bloody darkened it up. They've gritted it up, Michael. They've, they've looked at one good old fashioned D'Onofrio and said, Vinny, Ditch the Hawaiian shirt. We're going back to a classic kingpin, but this time we're going to make him very gauche. Yeah, going to make him very gauche. And, you know, the whole timeline of whether he existed in Daredevil or not. Don't worry about that. What do you mean, continuity? Get wrecked. Scrub. You're a big, huge fella in a white suit. Yeah, that's all we need. Uh, Michael, very unusual opening to this. Uh, we get a little We get a little deaf Maya. Yes. Who's attempting to get hot dog. 
Yeah, or a, no, an iced cream, I think it is. Oh, it's an iced cream. Yeah, she wants an iced cream. And she wants an iced cream. And she doesn't get it anyway. And big old Kingpin goes, oh, I get wrecked. And he fucks up a, a, a young man just trying to make a living. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, you know, that's really in character with Kingpin, who just, like, was never calculating or concerned about his public image. Just baiting people up on the side of the street. Just, first of all, stalking a young deaf girl in a limo. No, he's, she's his niece. I know, but he's, he's still, <laughs> he's just following her around in a limo because she not, doesn't know he's there initially. Is he not picking her up from school? Uh, he might be, but I don't know, Michael. I don't know. I think he, I think he was picking his niece up from school, Ben. I don't think he was stalking right. a young deaf girl. Well, for the purposes of outrage, stalking a young deaf girl, Michael. Um, <laughs> and secondly, 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 just kicking the shit out of people in the street. For no reason. Just whooping them. Well, he was a bit of a dick. He was a bit of a dick. Very bit ableist. Dick. Yeah. Very ableist. But then again, Michael, that would have been 1980s New York. No, Benjamin. 1990s that New York? Like, that actress is like 23, Ben. What? Yeah, that would have been like 2006. Oh, wow. Then he definitely shouldn't <laughs> have been doing that. And that ableist young man shouldn't have been such an ableist. He should yeah. have known better. Not in 2006, Ben. In 1982, it would have been grand. <laughs> well, no, we don't want to say that. <laughs> no, no, it would have been encouraged, in fact. Yeah, when I was in school in the 80s, there, Ben, when I was in school in the 80s, we had a whole class on how to properly bully disabled people. Uh, yeah, well, thank God that maybe didn't make it into the 2010s. But come here to me. Look, it's very dark, Michael, and I think one of the the biggest commentaries from people online is, this feels very DC, and I don't think that's a good thing. Mm. I... Ben, I don't care about Echo. No, nobody does. No, she wasn't even the most gripping side character in that show. Because she popped up three or four times. That's it. Mm. Mm. That's it. Yeah, all I can picture is the main cast of Mean Girls showing up and saying, stop trying to make Echo happen. Oh, Oh, that's very good, Michael. Thank you. Very good. Michael, all episodes dropping January 10th. Yeah, dropping being the right word. Yeah, just like, there you go. There you go. We made that now. You can't say we didn't. This comes amidst news, Michael, that we're getting a massively delayed Daredevil. Mm, Hugely Um, delayed. Daredevil is getting a full script overhaul. I think, I read somewhere, Michael, that Marvel had filmed three episodes. Kevin Feige took a look at them and went, absolutely fucking not. Oh, that's good. That's an encouraging sign, isn't it? This is great stuff for Marvel. Yeah, so the the rumour is, Michael, that what we were going to get, and this is just a rumour, I can neither confirm nor deny this. Go on. But what we were going to get is a Matt Murdock dealing with the death of Karen Page and Foggy Nelson. Oh, not great. And that's why we weren't getting Deborah Ann Wall and whoever played Foggy Nelson back. That's not very kind to the actor... Edson Barbosa, I don't remember his name. Yeah, neither do I, Michael. But come here to me, come here to me. What an interesting strategy to take, frankly, a fan-favourite character in Karen Page. Everybody mm. loves Karen. Karen's great. Everyone loves Karen, yeah. And just be like, no, we're going to kill her off screen and we're going to do the same to Foggy Nelson, the heart of many Daredevil stories, Michael. Mm. And that'll be that. Great stuff altogether. Eldon Henson. But we've got, we've got Echo. Echo's ready to go. At least Echo's ready to go, and we can watch it all in one day in January and pretend it never happened. Benjamin. Yes. Speaking of um, diverse women of colour, the big news on the... Just so that it's clear why I've been saying this the whole time. The big news on the internet this week is that South Park have finally come forward and solved the culture wars, Benjamin, by giving us all the correct middle ground to take. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this, Now, you haven't seen it, so you sound sceptical, but I'm actually being serious, because it's, all joking aside, it is a very funny episode, and it's great, but also, it is literally the answer. Uh, Okay, well, go on, tell me more. Well, Benjamin, it's, it's, uh, so it's a new South Park special. Yes. Episode 6 million of South Park. How is that still going, Michael? Benjamin, animated shows just keep going, but the amazing thing about South Park is, apparently... It's still mostly relevant. 
they do seem, Michael, to remain at the cutting edge of all this. I don't know how they do it, Michael. Well done, them. Well done to them, Benjamin, and well done for being sensible in a world of madness. So oh, anyway... I don't like how this is going, Michael. It's, it, I yeah, feel I know like you you're going to take a little red cap out from behind you and put it on your head. Yeah, of course you do, Benjamin, because you yeah. are firmly entrenched in one side of this cultural division. Yes, this the is right my, side. The, I thought I would have said more left, to be honest. <laughs> ah, we'll never know. We'll never know, Ben, until, uh, until you're on one of the red pill websites. Anyway, Ben... Very good. They, I'm glad that you took something from our podcast last week. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I was listening. Benjamin, shut up for a second. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to tell you on. about South Park. So in this new episode of South Park, Eric Cartman, everybody's favourite fat little boy, yes, is upset because he's having dreams about being replaced by a diverse woman of colour. Oh, I see. And ben, yes, go on. No, now I that's, see. That's making, you, that's making you nervous, is it? Yeah, I see. And Benjamin, it turns out that they're not dreams, he's actually getting a glimpse into an alternate reality. All right. Created created by exec Kathleen Kennedy. Oh no, from the Star Wars franchise. From the Star Wars franchise, Benjamin. And what has happened is Kathleen Kennedy has been overusing the Pander Stone. Oh. <laughs> and the Pander Stone is a special stone that Disney executives have that allowed them to keep remaking the same movies over and over again, pandering oh. to different audiences. Oh dear. But Kathleen Kennedy has overused the Panderstone to the extent that she's created a rift between universes. And that's why Cartman is getting glimpses into somewhere else. Yes, and Cartman accidentally gets exchanged with the Panderverse Cartman. Oh, I see. That'll exactly, be Exactly, Ben. And it is fucking gas, and it is on the money. Okay, and well tell me why, thing- Michael. Give me some on the money highlights. Well... So the depiction of Kathleen Kennedy in it is fabulous. Okay, okay. So the Kathleen Kennedy who we end up meeting is another version of Cartman from a different universe. She's like a Kathleen Kennedy Cartman. I see. And what has happened is the original Kathleen Kennedy, who had good intentions, was driven to use the pander stone by how horribly she was being treated by irate fanboys on the internet. Oh, that's good. That's quite clever. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it turns out, Ben, that every single one of the irate fanboys was actually just Eric Cartman being a little dick. Yeah, that sounds about right, because Eric Cartman is generally a bit of a dick. He's an absolute dick. And one of the best things about it is female Eric Cartman is also a dick. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, so they're just, everybody's dickbags. Everybody's an absolute dickbag. But the actress who plays female Eric Cartman is incredible. <laughs> she doesn't just do Eric Cartman. She does diverse female Eric Cartman. And it is absolutely spot on. Right. That's pretty good. But anyway, Ben. Anyway, so um, Kathleen Kennedy what is uh, replaced by this alternate universe Eric Cartman-esque Kathleen Kennedy whose solution to everything is to put a chicken in it and make it gay. <laughs> and um, go on. Uh, no, I just, I just, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she has to team up with Eric and they both have to realise that maybe they have a point but they've expressed it poorly in order to join together and solve this crisis. Right. And it is great. It sounds, in fairness, Michael, it sounds pretty good. Well, this is the thing about South Park, Ben. Everyone always thinks, oh, South Park, it's like, South Park is just saying things to be controversial or it's saying things. But South Park is never as controversial or as one-sided as people imagine it's going to be when they see a clip of it. Yeah, yeah. And they pretty much always tow something of a middle ground while poking fun at both. They are they are the thinking man centrist centrist. Exactly. And this is fabulous and I strongly encourage everybody to watch it. And I also think it's interesting that with Marvel going down the Swanee and Go South on. Park so openly taking a big shot at them like this. It's definitely a bit of a swing in the cinematic landscape. I think we're coming to an end of an era here. Yeah, I mean, look, there's all kinds of things we could point to here, Michael, you know, superhero fatigue and stuff. But frankly, it's just the same story done too many times. 
Yeah, too much pandering. Too uh, well. I uh, Benjamin. Now look, hold on. I'm going to say this to you because I think you're misequating the word pandering here. Pandering doesn't only mean pandering to diversity. It can also mean pandering to fans or pandering. Like beekeeper. I don't know what that. Yes, we, but we again, that's again straight into political. They're also pandering to fan service as a type of pandering. Go on. The Disney live action remakes if they weren't all also being accused of racist pandering or diversity pandering, they could also be accused of pandering to adult Disney fans. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a lack of creativity, a lack of originality that people are complaining about. Very good. Oh, it's a, a dog, ha- Ben. The, yes, it's a howling dog. Hang on two seconds. No, no, don't go and interrupt the dog people. People love when the dog is on the podcast. No, they don't. They do. It's everyone's favourite bit. Not when it's howling and fucking irritation. Ben, we're pandering to the dog fans. Ah, get fucked. Hang on. People, people love... Don't say the dog's name on the podcast, Ben. Sorry. No people will be able to kidnap her. No, they won't. She's very fast. She, they'll never get her. It's grand. They'll never yeah. get her. Anyway. Got it. Very good. Any, anyway. That's what I've said. Very good. Yeah. Um, but come here to me, Michael. Come here to me. What? Have you what? heard about the latest? This is apropos of nothing, Michael, and I've sadly run against the running order once more. You've uh, just gone buck wild today, Ben. Buck wild, baby. <laughs> um, did Come you on. hear? Did you hear about the controversy surrounding Disney's latest uh, animated feature? Wish. No. Yeah, but I so don't really care. What is it going to be this time? Wish is the the hundredth anniversary uh, movie that they're going to release for Disney because Disney is a hundred years old, Michael. Okay, um, which is fucking terrifying in its own way. But anyway, come here to me. What they've done is they released a little snippet during the week, Michael. Chris Pine is playing an evil king in the latest one. He's voicing an evil king. Okay, the only living voice actor, Chris Pine. The only living voice actor, Chris Pine, all hail Pine, um, mm-hmm. has released. They released a snippet of him singing a song, Michael. And to use the parlance of the kids, Michael, dear Christ, is it being dragged by the internet? Chris Pine. No, the song, Michael. Apparently, it's very, very clear that it's been written by AI. Oh, good. And they've literally plugged in, make me a song about a greedy king and make it in the style of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Because for those that don't know, Michael, Lin-Manuel Miranda has been the lyricist for most of the most recent animated Disney films. He wrote, we don't care about Bruno or whatever. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Um, very good, Michael. And uh, it's being absolutely destroyed for a lack of originality. It's an incredibly dull thing that actually repeats its own point. Um, yeah, I let you live here for free and I don't even charge you rent, to which the internet has been very quick to point out. That's the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Classic the internet. That's what that means. That's what those words mean. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was apropos of nothing, Michael. Speaking of the fall of dynasties, Michael, you've had a little yes. watch of something. Benjamin, I have now seen every last episode of The Fall of the House of Usher. And I'll tell you what. Go on. Fabulous stuff. Good. Good. That's another, what I like to hear. Another hit for Mike Flanagan and the gang. Ah, yeah. Great. Great from start to finish. Come on, give me a bit more, Michael. We're on a Spooky. pop culture podcast. Yeah, yeah. Spooky. Scary. Oh, Skellingtons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, ghosts. Demons. Yeah. People being killed by chimpanzees. Very good. Um, the only thing that's a bit off about it is its understanding of the world of business and money. And, Clearly, uh, you know, who needs to understand that, Michael? Well, the people who are writing a show about the evils of business. Oh, yeah, they probably should. Yeah, that probably they should probably happen. They probably should, shouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, one of the characters is um, the eldest daughter of the family, Benjamin. And she is, they're, they're kind of, the future of the company hangs on her to an extent because she's setting up some sort of subscription box. Oh, a classic subscription box that went out of fashion in 2013. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, this is a multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical company, and they're excited about the launch of a subscription box. Michael, a lifestyle subscription box. You can't offer people a lifetime subscription box of pharmaceuticals. That's very dangerous. 
Oh, no, no, it's not that, Benjamin. That's called addiction. Oh, yeah. Well, that's America does that very well. Very well. But that's kind of the point of this, actually. That's kind of the, the villain of this is the opioid crisis and billionaires. Well, it is a bit shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely the worst. But, you so know, is that what America's, the Russians are? Yes. They're opioid billionaires. Oh, they're Pfizer's. Yeah, 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 they're Pfizer's, they're Monsanto, they're, you know, they're those lads. Oh, yeah. They're the absolute worst, Benjamin. The worst of the worst. But it was great, a great show, a great series. Um, Very well acted, very exciting, twists and turns, spooky demons and gross, horrible deaths. Very good. Fabulous. Very good, Michael. Fabulous. Ah, follow the house of Usher, lads. We skipped a trailer, though. You're just oh. all over the place today, Ben. What oh, are you doing? Michael. You've gone book wild. Michael. You've skipped a trailer, Ben. Oh, why do we even have a running order, Michael? <laughs> Jesus. You've gone book wild. You know who I blame, Ben? Jonathan Majors. I blame- no, I, yeah, Jonathan Majors. He, Jonathan Majors is exactly who I blame, Benjamin. I mean, you can almost say he's a real fall guy. He's a real fall guy. Michael, we got a trailer for Fall Guy, which I thought we already got, Michael, but I forgot that's Freeman starring Ryan Reynolds. I thought it was the same thing. It's not. Not at all. No, it's different. It not is a all. similar name, though. It's also similar in tone with the looks of things, Michael. Somebody watched Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie as Ken and went, Oh, yeah, I forgot how funny Ryan Gosling is. And then they gave themselves a double matinee and they watched the absolutely classic Nice Guys with uh, Ryan Gosling. And they said, Oh, do you know what? Let's just make him do that again. So they've got Ryan Gosling doing what he's the absolute best at. An incredibly competent man who is also a silly, goofy boy. He's such a silly goose, isn't he? He's such a silly, goofy boy, Michael. He's, a silly, goofy bloody, boy. He's a classic himbo in many ways. Oh, Michael, Ryan Gosling is the himbo tem- uh, the the himbo uh, the himbo template, and it's just they they've just realised put put him in that role, and we'll make some fucking money. Will they though? I hope so. I'm going to go see it, Michael. I love these kinds of films. I love Ryan Gosling. I don't know if anyone is excited by this. Sadly. Why Why would they be, Michael? See, I, I think genuinely that Hollywood is bleeding out from the fact that none of the actors can promote their films. Yes, obviously that, although Variety doesn't seem to think that matters, but yes. Variety never thinks anything matters, Michael. Variety is Except Jonathan Majors. Except Jonathan Majors. It's all Jonathan Majors' fault. But come here to me. None of them can plug these things. And and frankly, half the reason you cast Ryan Gosling in a film is so he does your press tour for you. Because he's very charming. He's what you call, is he what they called in the old days, Ben, a Hollywood star? A Hollywood star, Michael. Might be one of the last, to be honest. Go on. Because very rarely will you hear these days, oh, I'm going to see the new Chris Pine film. But I would say that you hear people saying, oh, I'm going to see the new Ryan Gosling film. Yeah, or I'm going to see the new Chris Pratt film. It's yeah. animated. The only living voice actor, Chris Pratt. Chris Pine, you prick. You've mixed them up. <laughs> Are they not the same? I thought they were the same. <laughs> ah, very good, Michael. It's been one long bit. Anyway, Ryan Gosling is playing a stunt man. Oh, very good. Who has a one-night stand with a director played by Emily Blunt? Oh yeah, well good. Very awkward. Very awkward at work, Michael. Yeah, that's why you don't uh, have sex where you work. Don't have sex where you eat, as the old adage goes, Michael. But oh, is it? Yes, that's that's exactly how it's said. And Michael, 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 Aaron Taylor Johnson. I best give the kitchen table an old wipe down, Benjamin. Then before I have you up for dinner next time that's that's getting you in more trouble that's getting me in buddy <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to touch that one um, come here to me uh, what is Aaron it? Taylor Johnson is playing the greatest Hollywood star essentially the Ryan Gosling of this movie's universe oh I thought he was playing Tom Cruise it's probably a little bit that as well I think and uh, isn't his name like Tom Booze I think that's what it is, yeah. So Ryan Gosling is sent to find him, Michael, because he's nowhere to be seen on set. And if he doesn't turn up, they're not going to make any money. Oh, no. They wouldn't even want to make the film then. Yeah. So that's what we're getting, Michael. It looks to be an absolute classic where they just let Ryan Gosling spin his wheels, be a goofy, silly guy who's remarkably competent. Ben, you know what I think is undercutting this? Go on. It feels very tonally similar to a lot of trailers of things I can see for free on streaming services. Yes, like Freeman. 
Like free man. Was that the one? Free guy? Is that the one you free mean? Free guy. That's what I meant. Um, I think you were thinking of Morgan Freeman. I'm not thinking of him, no. But, Hollywood I actor, mean, Morgan Freeman. It is remarkably similar, Michael, right down to the, you know, the F guy formula for the trailer title. <laughs> the F guy. Yeah, but also, you know, there's been, what was that called? Red Notice? Yeah, that was Red bad. Notice is there. I could just watch Red Notice. I could watch Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot. You could also watch Six Underground. I could watch Six Underground if I wanted to. If I was having a masochistic day. Um, I could watch The Grey Man. But I think we really do have to emphasise, Michael, if we were going to contrast the two films, Ryan Gosling is playing a silly little boy. He's not playing that in The Grey Man. He's playing a very serious man. He's playing a silly little boy in this. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't the Red Notice? Everyone was a silly little boy in the Red Everybody's Notice. Everybody's silly little boys. Gal Gadot's a silly little boy who supports the IDF. You know, yeah. <laughs> The Rock is a silly little boy who supports Hawaii. Um, yeah. You know, it's a whole bunch of stuff. We don't know where Brian Reynolds stands on Israel. Well, I guess we'll he never supports, find out. He supports a small town in Wales. Yeah, um, he does. That's true. It, yeah. Um, that might have been my best trifecta joke of all time on this podcast. Yeah, it was very good, actually. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you're going to risk making that into a real Ben in case Israel comes for you on the, uh, ah. on the, on the Instagram. Sure, it wouldn't be the first time they came for a minority, would it, Michael? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There we go. There Wait we till go. South Park do an episode about that comment. Yeah. Benjamin. Anyway, <laughs> go on. I think that's it. I've no idea where we are. You've just thrown this week's running. We haven't even talked about the first thing, Ben. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, fuck me, Michael. I skipped two trailers. You skipped the whole thing. You were just, you went book wild. Oh, yeah. They've made another Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes film. Yeah. Looks like there's going to be loads of apes and chasing people around. I thought we already got this, Michael, but apparently we didn't. We're getting another one. Yeah. So this is set, if not many years, generations after the time of Caesar. Yeah, there's no more Caesar. Caesar is dead. Caesar's dead. Long live Caesar, Benjamin. And yeah. it's this looks like pretty much the final seat prequel before the humans have to show up in the spaceship. Oh, oh yeah, because that has to happen, doesn't it, with Charlton Heston? That, that has Charlton Heston has to arrive. Now, I don't remember who went up in the spaceship in the first modern Planet of the Apes film. I don't know. I don't know if we ever saw them, but I think they had the foresight to not show the astronauts. Yeah, hopefully they just deep fake CGI Charlton Heston's face on someone. Fabulous. I'd watch that, Benjamin. But that will be the next film, I assume. Unless they give us a big twist and, and um, like, the, the midway point of this movie, a spaceship crashes. And it turns out it's a bunch of apes on a human planet again. Dun dun dun. No, Ben. We know we've. This is the ape planet. Oh ben. yeah. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's the whole trailer is about there's apes and they're all living and stuff and chasing humans about the place with yeah. Bones. They're hunting humans. What's going on there? What's that about? Well, Benjamin, have you ever seen the original Planet of the Apes? I haven't. Well, in that film, Benjamin Mark Wahlberg, the actor formerly known as Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Uh, he lands on a planet full of apes. That's not the original Planet of the Apes, you fuck. That's the original Planet of the Apes, I'm pretty sure. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Keep in going. the original In the original Planet of the Apes, Benjamin, the actor Charlton Heston, another notorious bad egg, lands on a planet. He crash lands on a planet, and the planet is run by apes. Damn dirty filthy apes. Yes, exactly, Benjamin. And he's like, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. And the apes are like, nah, mate. <laughs> nah, mate. We've got you now. We've got you, it's our planet. And the apes are just hunting humans with bolos and nets and the apes are running around on horses and stuff. So this film, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, seems to be the prequel to that. But what story does this have to tell? I do not know, I cannot tell you. I haven't a fucking notion, Michael. Not a notion, not a single notion what this is going to be about. Are these films popular enough to justify a fifth or sixth instalment? Uh, which one is it? Seventh? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well, the eighth. the original with Marky Mark. Planet of the Eighth. Planet of the Eighth. Very I don't good. know. I don't know. Anyway, it looks good. The CG is continually impressive in these. Is it impressive? I thought there were a few bits in that trailer I ended up. <laughs> but Benjamin, none of them are real. None of them are real. There's not actually talking apes. And exactly. Well, there are us. 
But hey. other than us, other than us, Benjamin, there are no other talking apes. As you know, Michael, I'm a dedicated creationist and do not believe in the theory of evolution. So you can take oh, yeah, that yeah. and wash your mouth out. Yeah, I will. Uh, you're just spewing out the unpopular opinions this week, aren't I'm you? Lashing them out, Michael. Pro pro creationism. Yeah. Pro bloody Kathleen Kennedy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I was very pro Kathleen Kennedy, Michael. No, you were. You were. You're very pro Kathleen Kennedy. How was I? What a bastard! You said, "You said if there's one ambition that you have in life, it's to be replaced with a diverse female." That's uh, but th- Michael. Think how well your podcast would do if I was a diverse female. Oh, it would be incredible. It would be absolutely fabulous. Why and you'd, you'd be still be called Ben. Rolling in it, man. Ah, oh, millionaires, absolute multi multi thousandaires. Two ben. charming, ethnically diverse Irish people on a podcast about pop culture, bringing oh. the absolutely phenomenal post colonial view of pop culture that can only be born of an Irishman, combined oh, yeah. with the dark and dry sense of humor that our island is known for. Michael, yeah, you'd good. be fucking rolling it. Thousandaires, we'd be Benjamin. Speaking of evergreen franchises that never <laughs> court controversy or grow old. Didn't know how we were going to pull that out of the bag, but you did. <laughs> it worked, didn't it? it We've been watching well. Astro Boy. Michael, Astro Boy is what we're taking a look at this week because I took a look at Pluto two weeks ago, Michael, just to get a mm. sense of what was going on. Because I've, I've turned into an anime boy, Michael. Nothing I ever yeah. wanted to be, but I'm a little anime boy now. You're the podcast's anime boy now. I know, it's disgusting. But come here to me, Michael. I said, but Jesus, this yoke's been around for fucking ages. Because I had to do a little digging for last week's podcast. 1952, Michael, is when we got our first little Astro Boy installment. That's absolutely ages, you fucking weeb. Yeah, and so I said to myself, this, this merits a bloody Sherlock Listen podcast deep dive. Ireland's right, most ethnically it, diverse podcast needs to take a look at this. <laughs> It might be it's actually not. Ireland's most ethnically diverse part. <laughs> Only one of us is ginger. That, well, I mean that that is as close to minority status as we're getting. So you know that's that's fair enough. So Astro Boy Michael goes by a very different name over there in Japan. He's quite often known as Mighty Atom. Yeah, that makes much more sense. Yeah, because he's the world's first atomically powered robot. Benjamin, now I hate to jump across you so early in this, oh, but I watched. I watched the 1980s cartoon. Yeah. And I'll never forgive you for me having to watch a 1980s cartoon. That's not my fault. I didn't ask you to do that. You literally told me I had to do it. But Benjamin, (laughs) worse than it being a 1980s cartoon, it's an incredibly low energy dub. Oh, no. By Americans of a Japanese 1980s cartoon. A Western dub. Yeah. And Benjamin, I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago when you told me that in Japan he's known as Atom or Mighty Atom. Mighty Atom. And internationally he's known as Astro Boy. Yeah. But because I now know that, I was privy to one of the dumbest lines in the history of pop culture. Go on. So Sally, or whatever the hell her name is, is a kind lady who's nursed Astro Boy back to health after being sold as a slave to the circus. Yeah, the fucking awful circus, man. And then Astro Boy turns out to be not only good at being a robot, but one of the best at being a robot. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. And then she goes, how come Astro Boy is is the best? And and Dr. Elephant, which is a terrible name, he (laughs) says, because he has a big nose, you see, he says, well, he's an atomic robot. Oh yeah, that'll he's do. powered by he's powered by the power of the atom. Yeah, and then Sally says, "Oh, well, if he's powered by atomic power, we should give him a special name." Yeah, Astro Boy. Oh yeah, that's very special. That's stupid, Ben. Yeah, non sequiturs are great for naming. Very unique. <laughs> it's it's one of the maddest things I've ever heard. And it only made sense how mad it was when you realised what they've done is just dub the Japanese translation literally. Yeah, yeah. But change the name. Yeah, yeah. It's called racism, Michael. They do it all the time. I don't know if it's called racism, Ben. It's just called bad dubbing. It's just called bad dubbing. Not to mention the fact, Michael, that the Mighty Atom is a fucking great name. So is Astro Boy. Let's be Astro fair. Boy's pretty Astro good. Boy has... Astro Boy's not a bad name. I'm only complaining about that non-sequitur of a line not making sense. Yeah, no, that's fair. You you hate non-sequitur lines, Michael. They're your least favourite lines. Com- they could have come up with anything they wanted. 
But instead they said, well, if he's atomic, let's call him Astro Boy. They should have called him Atom if he's atomic. That should have been his fucking name, Michael. (laughs) Anyway, that's my main gripe for this week. That's good. I'm glad we got to one. Um, I'm glad, Michael, that my absolute ravaging of the running order hasn't thrown you off your A game. <laughs> you just ravaged the running order, Ben. It's an just, absolute shambles. Just fucking threw it away this week, Michael. I don't know what's going on. I'm probably going to go see a doctor after this. There's something clearly amiss. It's very, <laughs> very Elephant, upsetting. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Come here to me, Michael. So, Astro Boy made his first appearance as a side character, no less, um, in, 19, in a 1951 manga series called Ambassador Atom. Okay, go on. Um, or Hirasai uh, Atom, as is, I, I definitely got that wrong. But anyway, uh, he became then the protagonist in his own series, Michael, um, and he would go on to become what is essentially Japan's most beloved shonen character. Hmm. So Japan's Mickey Mouse. Japan's Mickey Mouse, Michael. And I think that's a pretty accurate parallel. I wasn't sure about that when you kept lashing it out there last week, Michael. But having done the research now, I think we can comfortably say, yes, he is Japan's Mickey Mouse. And there's a number of reasons that we can say that with sort of certainty. Go on. Primarily, the creator of Atom, Osama Tezuka, in 1952, was a massive fan of the Disney films. He purported to have seen the film Bambi over 90 times. That's too many times. That's too many times, Michael. Tezuka, buddy, take it easy. Go watch a different film. It's fine. You don't have to watch that one all the time. It's okay. We know you're a fan. How has he seen it, Ben? Osama Tezuka? How has he seen Bambi all the time? Was it just always in the cinemas back then? I don't know. Maybe he got his own personal VHS of it, Michael. They didn't have VHSs in the 50s, Ben. They, I, don't know, I don't know how they did it, Michael. Look, they, there must have been some way to watch media at home. There wasn't. I, well, then I don't know how he's seen it. Now. Maybe he's a liar, Michael. Maybe he's a liar. That's what it is. He's just that's, a big fucking We've got to the liar. bottom of this whole story. Yeah, just that's, the, that's the bottom of that. So I, that, that sent me down a rabbit hole, Michael, because that was one of those moments where my brain went, no, that's not possible, because Bambi didn't come out till like, the 60s. Bambi came out in 1940 fucking two. Yeah, yeah, Ben. Disney's old. Threw me off my fucking game, Michael. Oh, yeah. Sent me into an absolute spiral, I won't lie. But anyway, he created it, Michael, and he described it as kind of a reverse Pinocchio thing. Go on. Um, His nose goes smaller every time he tells a lie. Yes, much smaller every time he tells a lie. Um, but mm. come here to me, Michael. It's not that at all. It, the, the reverse nature of it is the fact that Adam doesn't really care about being a real boy. He likes to fit in with the humans, but he doesn't want to be a human. He just wants to be a very good robot. Yeah, he is a very good robot. Yes, he's a very good robot, Michael. Um, so he was created primarily to be a shonen protagonist, and shonen manga is young boy comics. That's essentially what they are. Um, oh, and they are that sounds dodgy. It does, but they are media that's designed to be consumed by basically tweens, little Japanese fellas, little Japanese young fellas who want to yeah. read a comic book. Um, and he came right. up with Astro, and Astro is very cute, very appealing, as was a lot of media post World War Two in Japan, except um, Go- except Godzilla. Except Godzilla. But that came later, Michael. That came towards the 60s. No, it came in the 50s. Never mind. I take that back. Shame on me. Shame on me. But come here to me. There was a little bit of a mandate back then, Michael, that a lot of media would have to be uplifting and cheerful and would have to show a Japan of the future. And this was kind of mandated by Mm. the government at the time because they were wrestling with the absolute trauma of the nuclear bombing of Japan by the United States, lest we forget. And, and the fact that the entire country was financially crippled and in a bit of a bloody recession. So, Benjamin, he is the the light side to the terror of Godzilla. They both stem from nuclear worry. Absolutely. That's a fascinating way to look at it as two sides of the same coin. But he's like the bright and happy version of nuclear power. Yeah, shiny, happy people. Mm, Very good, Benjamin. I watched... Are, are we still talking about it here? Because I watched the, some of Come the on. 1960s cartoon. You you talk about whatever you want, Michael. It's your podcast Benjamin, too. I, wa- I watched some of the 1960s cartoon. And I tell you what, rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. 
absolute 1960s rubbish. Now, it's very easy to be harsh on 1960s cartoons. So that's what it I'm is. going to do. Good. Yeah, no, so that's what I'm going to do. It's rubbish. It's, uh, why, it's why punch up when it's so much easier to punch down? Yeah. Punch down. Punch down at simple 1960s cartoons with very basic moral lessons for children. Because that's what this is. It's super basic 1960s children's cartoon. And I can see the appeal of, you know, taking this many years later and making it dark and mysterious and adult-oriented. Because that's what they do with everything. This is yeah. to... This is to modern Spider-Man films what um, the Spider-Man 1960s cartoon is to to Spider-Man. It's the first stab at a basic version of this character. Yeah. His origin story is told in one short, basic. Terrible. And, oh God, it's rubbish. And not only is it rubbish, Ben, but also, unfortunately, what's available on the internet is pretty low quality. Oh no! Yeah, oh, so some of, some of the episodes are hard to. Oh, it was oh, it was tricky. Some of the episodes are hard, if not impossible, to listen to without subtitles. Oh fuck! So it hasn't aged well. Now the Japanese ones seem to be better, but I couldn't tell you for the life of me then what they were saying. Ah, yeah. Well, you don't speak I, Japanese, don't speak Michael. Japanese. No, yeah. no, not a word. Yeah. So that'll get in the way of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I did then was I watched the 1980s reboot. Very good. And the 1980s reboot, Ben, was a very interesting cartoon for me to watch as a child of the 1980s. Because when I was growing up in the 1980s, Ben, I was a, I was a commodity. Because you were a little ginger boy? No, yes. Well, I was a little boy growing up in the 80s. And everything that the Americans put in front of me, Ben, the hated Americans. Oh, Everything that the Americans put in front of me was simple cartoon stories with very simple moral lessons specifically to sell me toys. Russians bad. Tanned fellas no. from the Middle East bad. No, Ben. Like, don't do drugs. Be nice to your friends. Watch out for people with moustaches. But you needed that kind of guidance, Michael. You were forever doing drugs with lads with moustaches when you were young. I was. Mad for lads with moustaches doing drugs in the 80s. That's just what Ireland was, Ben. That's what the under, that, that's what, what the underground was. culture... In, the underground culture in Ireland in the 80s was lads with moustaches giving drugs to kids. But that's neither here nor there, Ben. I was watching Transformers. I was watching Turtles. I was watching He-Man. I was watching Thundercats. All nonsense designed to sell toys to children. Yeah, yeah. Or... Adult men. Or adult I'm men. Some of, I'm holding up some of my Transformers, ladies and gentlemen. But this is much more akin to the um, European or other Japanese animations of that time period. Go in on. that it's a serialised story. So the origin is three episodes. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Isn't it? And there's character development and growth. Get out of and here. Serious themes of slavery and robot independence. Mm. But, but then also episodes where the school bullies are mean to Astro and get stuck on a roller coaster. Good, fuck them. Badass bullies. No, Ben, he doesn't fuck them. No, he doesn't. He's not allowed to do that in a shonen. He saves them, Ben. Aww. And everyone learns the value of robots. Because they're great. As they're great lads for getting kids out of roller coasters. Great lads for getting kids out of roller coasters. But unfortunately, again, the dub is rubbish. It's so ah. low energy. Michael, like many things of the 1980s, like many cartoons in the 1980s, the reason I got exposed to those, Michael, is they were absolutely inundated with reruns of them on the den for years. You could watch the Astro, Astro Boy. Boy. Yeah, you could watch the Astro Boy weird-ass 1980s dub right up until I was about 14. That's interesting, Ben. That's very interesting. Yeah. Because I think... I come from, I, I'm, what, 10 years older than you? Less? Eight years older Less, than I you? Less, I think. I think like you're only about eight years. Um, but for my generation, and I hate to speak for anyone, for all Irish people who grew up during the 80s, we didn't really get Japanese stuff in Ireland. Really? We didn't, yeah. So I, I don't know, but I think people my age and older weren't really exposed to the likes of Dragon Ball or Robotech or... 
I hear a lot of stuff from slightly younger people or from Americans or from Europeans, but we really didn't get a lot of Japanese pop culture's kids stuff. I think that came a decade later. So I had never seen, I'd never seen or heard of this until this week. Do you know what it was, Michael? Do you know what primarily led to that rise? Toonami. Do you remember Toonami? I do. Yeah. Toonami, when it was originally piloted, was a two-hour evening slot on Cartoon Network. Um, or if not Cartoon Network, one of the one of the cartoon-running um, networks. But it was originally designed purely to air anime um, oh, for an American good. audience, dubbed anime. That was its original intended purpose. Mm. And then, uh, so successful was it that it got its own launch as its own little series. And then it just became a generic cartoon channel over time where they'd show you any old cartoon. But it was originally designed mm. to be a way of basically cheaply acquiring... Uh, shows that already existed, dubbing the shit out of them, and then pumping it out to a, a captive audience. Huh. Yeah. I mean, as far as 80s cartoons go, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, but I think it has those du- early tones, like philosophy and, you know, political undertones with the likes of, you know, robot rights and slavery and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it has... a. Uh his sexy evil robot uh, enemy slash lover, whose name I've forgotten, Apollo? Pluto? Is that his name? Is it Pluto? No, not Pluto. Um, He's a big gold robot, a big sexy gold robot on a unicorn. Oh, I can't remember what he is. I'll I'll look it up. I'll get it. But Michael, those undercurrents are probably why it was rife for a bloody Zack Schneidering. Oh, go on. Yeah, so a man called Naoki Urasawa was a massive fan of Tezuka's work. Atlas. Uh, say again? Atlas. Atlas is the name of his big Atlas. gold robot. Big sexy Atlas. Um, so Osama Tezuka unfortunately passed away, Michael, in 1989, many, many years ago, at the, the, the very young age of 60. Oh, that's not a good innings. Um, and a lot of the Astro Boy franchise continued, but didn't make a lot of growth throughout the 1990s, Michael. Um, they kind of continued to honour the childlike legacy of Astro Boy and kept making moral lessons shown in and that kind of thing. And the original run died out and then it became various forms of media, like the cartoon, etc. But that all kept that childlike tone. And then, now Kiyorosawa came along and said, ah, oh, but these themes could be so much better. And he created the now kind of deified manga, if you want, Pluto. Cool. Which was um, a reimagining of Astro Boy's The Greatest Boy on Earth arc. Um, which is a famous arc from the original run of shonen manga. And now Kiyorosawa said this would actually make a great detective serial killer mystery. And so he was given permission to do that, um, and it became a really suspenseful murder mystery. Um, and rather than being centred on Atom as a character, it was centred on the Europol robot detective, Gazite. Yeah, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. We did, yeah. We absolutely did. Um, it was a much darker look at this, and you can see it now in the anime. So the anime on Netflix collects all of the... Uh, Urasawa arc. So there are eight volumes, I think, in Urasawa's reimagining that he called Pluto. And all of them have turned into episodes on Netflix. Ben, Japanese manga. Yeah. They seem to run for a very long time and get through a lot of content. Some of them run for decades, Michael. Um, Absolute decades. Absolute decades. Uh, Berserk is one of the most popular, Michael. The creator of Berserk died before he could finish his run um but that ran for it's like a dark fantasy version um I, I, let me check this out here sorry this is a question i wasn't quite expecting um i didn't actually ask you oh I did ask you a question yeah ben um what? is astro boy still running as an as a manga uh that's another great a, question is he still a popular character over there in that japan um yeah, he's still a popular character, Michael. He's still a popular character globally. As you said, um, quite rightly, Michael, um, Mickey Mouse for Japanese lads. Um, it's yeah, a yeah. whole not, thing. Not in the sense, 
Not in the sense of Irish people use the term Mickey Mouse to mean small and unimportant. Uh, yeah, like the lads with mustaches who keep tricking kids into doing drugs with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse bastards. bastards. Yeah. Yeah, that not in that sense. Um, no, not quite that, Michael. But he's still incredibly popular um, as a thing. Evidenced by this kind of revigoration uh, reinvigoration reinvigoration is that a word reinvigoration yeah or revigoration whichever one you want one of them's right, right one of them's wrong but you I'll stick use them with both. whichever one you prefer do I'll, I'll use them both um, but yeah. yes he still kind of runs but it's mostly done through reboots now Michael um, okay, 2022 like saw another reboot of it, and the French um, are making their own anime in conjunction with Japanese creators and that's up and coming at some point in the future but we don't know when we're going to get that. What are the French making? They're making an Astro Boy series. A French Astro Boy series to compete with the Netflix Astro Boy series? I don't know. I don't know if it's directly to compete with them but it's certainly to to give him another spin of the wheel as it were. But he has endured remarkably well Michael. His legacy is really 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 indentured in Japanese culture and he also still has an impact on general culture today have you heard about the big red boot craze Michael in male fashion the big did you say the big red boob craze no the big red boot craze Michael Benjamin look at me look at my face Benjamin and look at the way I'm dressed do you think I have heard about it I mean I won't deny that Benjamin and you but wouldn't. Is there, no, I wouldn't, would I? But is there anything about anything the way I look that make you think I've ever heard of any trends in fashion? Um, there's a certain twinkle about the eyes. But no, I suppose <laughs> there's nothing in how you dress that would give that away. Yeah. No. Look at you, Benjamin, with your nice uh, double-breasted <laughs> cotton knit overcoat thing. Yeah. Or is that just because you're cold? It's just, it's quite cold. I'm dressed like a 17-year-old in 1997, Ben. You are. You do have the the cut of a (laughs) 1997 Irishman. Um, We've just learned that he's not supposed to go with lads with moustaches. But come here to me, Michael. What? What? About a year ago, a company called Mischief, and that's M-S-C-H-F. They're kind of a male fashion brand. Um, About a year ago, Michael, they released their version of Astro Boy's Big Red Boots. Uh, Famously, Astro Boy has a pair of absolute mud-clopping bright red shiny boots on in a lot of his media. He got them in the circus, Ben, to go with He got them in the circus. You know that because you've watched the... the I've watched his origin stories twice. Yeah, so they launched these boots, Michael, and it kind of divided the streetwear scene... Uh, in male fashion because one half of the world was like these are fucking great and the other half of the world was these are the shittest things I've ever seen Um, they are just rubber boots Michael essentially in the animated distinctive completely non-functional as shoes but you can't wear them oh no you can but they're just so big and galumphing that they're not very practical for walking around in oh you can but why would you but why would you? There you go. Good man. Good man. I knew you'd get me there eventually. Um, but yeah, loads of, like, it became a big rap item, Michael, um, worn by rappers. They became kind of a coveted item there. Uh, and it, fascinating kind of cultural thing that little Astro Boy booted along. Very interesting. So he's still very relevant and he's quite a recognized character because we've seen reruns of those shows and the like. You know, people still recognise Astro Boy and he's still out there. So there you go, Michael. Fabulous. What's next for Astro Boy? Uh, Probably that French series, Michael. Oh, yeah, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Astro, Le Homme Astro. Le Homme Astro. Or Le Homme I don't know which one they're going to go. They call them Le Atom in French, man. What do they call them in French? They call them Le Atom or Le Astro. I feel like the French, purely because they like to spit in the eye of anything English, will call him Adam. Yeah, they'll probably just call him Jean-Jacques or something. Yes, Jean-Jacques, the space boy. Jean-Jacques, space boy, is uh, from space, as they say. Garçon du space. Uh, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's it from us this week. Are you an Adam boy fan? Probably forever, to be honest, when the French get a hold of us. 
Yeah, or or anyone who likes structure in their podcast episodes. We're doomed either fucking way. Hell, ben. Some mad shit this week. I made a fucking hames of it this week, Michael. A hames of it, I tell you. Just no running order whatsoever. Fucking terrible stuff. But running come here to me, Michael. more like it. What? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Jesus fucking Christ. That, that, was a good, that was a good bit, running disorder, I said. Come here to me, ladies and gentlemen. You can oh, get I'm in touch with us in a few different ways. You can find us on the interwebs, www.shomrabug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. You can find us on our ACAST website at shalukshalistenpodcast.acast.com. Yeah, all the ACASTs are there. Yeah, just have a look at that. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast. We're doing all right. We're kind of clawing our way back to the top. Yay! Yeah. That's Ben's depression fought back for another week. Nah, get fucked. It's It's got a full hold on me, Michael. It's terrible. <laughs> um, you can find us on TikTok at Listen. You can't go on there for Ben's depression. That's also doing quite well. Thanks very much, lads. Um, and you can find us on YouTube if you're looking at us there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'd always love to hear what kind of episodes you'd like to hear so you can get in touch with us and let us know a few different things. Right now, Michael, we've got nothing on next week. So we, we haven't come up about? with that. I don't know. The Maybe Marvels, we'll do creep- I suppose. We'll, yeah, I suppose we'll have to talk about that. Do you want to talk about creepy capitalism? Will we pull that one out of the chamber? We could pull that one out of the chamber or we could go see the Marvels, I suppose. Yeah, we'll go see the Marvels. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about how Jonathan Majors is the cause of everything that's wrong in Marvel today. Maybe that's what we'll do. I think we did that already. I think we did, yeah, we probably did. We, we probably did, I did. think, and I wrote that article for Variety, remember? Oh yeah, and they didn't give you credit for some reason. Really weird. Absolute bastards, yeah. They Absolute thought I was Jonathan Majors. They thought you were Jonathan Majors and you're like, Thank you very much for this very useful article, but get fucked. Uh right, yeah. that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. See you next week when we'll have seen the Marvels, undoubtedly.